Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. I'm Austin Bechtold with you. It's a football Friday here on The Fan. Steelers, Bengals, in the kitchen of AFC North football as... Mike Tomlin likes to put it. Unleash hell in December. Well, hell's been unleashed on the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's no other way to fathom it. It's been the December from hell. How about it for the Steelers and for the Philadelphia Eagles? Both teams haven't won a game in December. 0-6 combined. Not something that I had on my bingo card coming into today at all. We're coming into Christmas. And something else that I not necessarily thought was going to be too much of an issue, but there were a couple signs last year that potentially this would become a problem, but maybe not to this regard, is George Pickens. So George Pickens is still young. He's immature. I think we can all realize that. I'm a little bit surprised that people were caught off guard a little bit by how everything is playing out in the nature of, again, another Steelers wide receiver having a little bit of a diva quotient in them. And there being problems with immaturity on the Steelers And once again, coming from a wide receiver. Now, a wide receiver that is very talented, that is an A-level talent, no doubt about it, but is acting like a C-level teammate, maybe a D-level teammate, that is giving up on plays, maybe giving up on routes. An interception that Mitch Trubisky threw that was intended for Pickens was way out of the reach of him, and... Pickens just kind of dogged it on an attempt for a tackle. It's like he was running away from the play. 
And Mike Tomlin does not usually speak to the media other than his weekly press conference. It, he just does not. He was requested, and he spoke, and he opened it up by you know, talking about he wanted to speak on George Pickens. And I do want to play the full interview, but there are a couple of things that caught off guard for me right off the jump, including this. Is there any form of discipline that will be handed up? Not that I'm going to discuss with you guys. I understand that Mike Tomlin will not say anything to the media in form of what George Pickens will be disciplined for. He's going to play tomorrow. We know he'll be out there. Now, will he miss the first couple series? Was he fined internally? Because usually playing time and money are the biggest ways to get around the NFL players that are making millions of dollars. Now, George Pickens isn't necessarily in that boat because he was a second-round draft pick on a rookie contract. But still, I mean, talking about how much money Devontae KZ is going to miss after he's going to be suspended for the next three games. And, oh, a little cheery on top, who's suspended for the playoffs as well. But on the appeal, he's able to play if the Steelers make the playoffs. It's going to be a formality. He, they won't make the playoffs. But the other thing that was kind of telling for me was this. The Steelers over the last couple of years, you know the story, it began with Antonio Brown, and Mike Tomlin was somebody who kept a lot of things in-house, a lot of things internally on the problems with Antonio Brown. There were so many that came about, and especially when A.B. left. Remember the cryotherapy machine and A.B. all freezing his feet in Oakland for the Raiders, can't get out there, I want to wear my specific helmet, throwing furniture out the balcony having trouble with his kids and other issues with their mo- with their mothers and so many problems that ended up coming at bay with Antonio Brown, calling out Tom Brady and his family, running off the field during the middle of a game the last time we saw him when he was a Buccaneer playing against the Jets. It turned out to be a disaster. And then... You got Juju Smith-Schuster and Chase Claypool. They were fun. Now we have George Pickens. It's not the first time. Have you had to change your approach and how you work with him to focus on those things like maturity and just development? Hey, I do what I have to do, man. Um, It comes with the job. Um, He's not the first guy that I have or I've had um, that needs growth and development in, in life areas. And so... Uh, It's a rerun for me and for us, largely. He's not the first. And the way that the Steelers are having a philosophy in drafting, he might might not be the last. There There are a couple different things that immediately come to mind for me. One, is this just a way that the Steelers are drafting? Do they have to look at themselves internally? And maybe this is the Mike Tomlin thing. Maybe Tomlin just has this internal... The correct word is confidence, an internal confidence in himself that he can see and spot this talent. And the Steelers have been so good at drafting wide receivers. It's an organizational thing. Maybe it's even slightly a Tomlin thing where they spot the talent. They know it's there. And maybe other teams don't want to risk it. They don't want to go to bat for some of these wide receivers and stick it out with them. They don't want to give them an opportunity, a chance to shine. Be in front of the spotlight because of what could come with it. 
and because of what the repercussions could be having them on the team and a potential downfall, which is what we're seeing right now, which is what we saw from Juju, which is something that we saw from Claypool. Now, Juju, there weren't as many issues and concerns as there were for George Pickens, and a lot of them, eh, a little bit of immaturity, eh, a little bit of injury. But this is becoming a trend when you get to three different categories. Now, Juju the first couple of years was fine. Now, you hear a lot of things about Juju off the field. He was really good with the community, with charities. But with Juju dancing on logos, various TikTok dances, and the problems that he had with different social media. Remember the bike? Remember Juju's bike? It was a fun story. Somebody stole his bike and he couldn't get to the facility. That's what he, he didn't have his driver's license, so he drove his bike to the facility and somebody stole it. And that was a whole week's worth of stories on Juju's bike. That's when it was fun with Juju. Like when George Pickens was drafted and he was standing in front of the TV and just kind of nodding at the TV and it ended up being a great meme and it was funny. And when he made that great grab against the Cleveland Browns, where, oh my gosh, probably a top five catch I've ever seen in my lifetime. George Pickens is one of the most talented wide receivers in the NFL. There's no denying it. And people were putting that meme all on social media. The Steelers were even posting it when George Pickens made a one-handed grab against the Browns. Primetime football in front of the whole entire world to see. I thought that George Pickens could blossom into a top five wide receiver coming into the season. And once we reach this point in the year, he would be the Steelers' number one wide receiver and a potential top five option. In football, I drafted him in one of my fantasy teams. I thought he'd be a stud. I really did. I thought he'd be fantastic this year. He's been wildly disappointing. Wildly disappointing. For somebody that is so talented, that is a grade A talent, he's playing as a grade D type of player. And it's immaturity. Saying that, with Mike Tomlin saying, yeah, I had a meeting with George. It went really good. We had a really good conversation, and for George Pickens to flat out say, yeah, we didn't we didn't talk. We didn't have a conversation. What? Really? Now, George Pickens has had a couple good games this year. 300-yard games, 127 against Cleveland, 130 against Baltimore. That was his best game of the year with a touchdown. 107 against the Rams. What? does that have in common with the Steelers? Oh, they won all three. George Pickens has three touchdown receptions. What is the common denominator? They came in all three of those games. Cleveland, Baltimore, as well as, rather, one against Jacksonville, rather. But again, Cleveland, Baltimore, four catches against the Browns, six against the Ravens, in the division, victories. But, the other negative to that, after the Rams game, in LA, October 22nd, it's been all downhill from here. Now he's had had like some kind of one-off performances, like, if you just look at the stats, four catches, 86 yards against Arizona, something that's completely not even discussed, thought about, talked about whatsoever, just because of how those Steelers have been playing. Five catches, 19 yards against New England. Two catches for negative yards against Tennessee. 
you and me had more receiving yards than George Pickens in that game. 22 yards, one catch against Jacksonville, the one catch being a touchdown. There's just kind of a diva quotient that is a part of playing wide receiver. And I want your calls on it. 412-928-9370. 412-928-9370. Here on a Football Friday, I want your thoughts. What do you think? Because various people have weighed in, including Jerome Bettis, Bill Cower, and Bill Cower also talked about the coaching staff. But first, here's Cower on Pickens. So what are your thoughts on the whole situation in Pittsburgh right now, and, and can it be turned around with this regime? Well, I mean, I'll tell you what, uh, Tone. I think I, I it is disappointing to see and hear uh, uh, what George Pickens talks about because culture really is about, it's about commitment and sacrifice. I want to stop and start this and talk about various points. Bill Cowher knows about sacrifice for the Steelers and the culture that was built here. And so many people like to make the notion, oh, Mike Tomlin won with Cowher's players and just completely disregard 8-8 eight and eight, and then the success that Mike Tomlin had before going on to win the Super Bowl and then, oh, yes, make it to another. So... I don't like hearing the whole Cowers players argument. It's old. It's stale. It's just not something that appeases me. I don't because I just don't think it's that accurate. You got to win with the guys you have, and Mike Tomlin was able to do so win the Super Bowl. I'm not going to fault him for that. Yeah, he's not the one that drafted Ben Roethlisberger. So what? He inherited him. And you know, you're not just playing with one another. You're playing for one another. That's been something that's been so lost, right? You're not playing. With one another, you're playing for one another. Jalen Warren said he would have been the one to go make that block that George Pickens didn't want to get hurt on. Really? Selfish? Now, Jalen Warren has kind of been the epitome of what Steelers football is on the offensive side of the, of the ball. Who on the Steelers' offense can you look at right now and get a true feeling that, yes, they define the Steelers' way? Najee Harris, he doesn't want to be here. Kenny Pickett's been hurt. Pat Fryermuth's been hurt. And again, not very vocal as a leader. Mason Cole's tried to be a leader, but when you're snapping the football into the feet of Trubisky and Kenny Pickett and just being an abomination in the running game, he's getting pushed off the ball in pass protection. How much of a leader can you really be? James Daniels doesn't really talk to the media. Isaac Sayamolo is making a lot of money, but he's been okay at left guard. He's maybe been the best offensive lineman for the Steelers. That isn't saying much. Dan Moore? (laughs) No. Broderick Jones is playing out of position at right tackle. Should be at left. At this point in time, you're at a three-game losing streak. The Steelers have had a three-game losing streak every season dating back to 2018. I'll say it again. A three-game losing streak for the Steelers dating back to 2018. It's happened every year. And no, I could never imagine um, a player at all not performing and, and giving everything because to me, it's all about effort. We're going to make mistakes. I get it, you know, and sometimes we don't make the right call. But the one thing that should never be questioned is your effort. You never saw this with Heinz Ward. And maybe this is where Cowher's coming from this. And this is not, a, again, a sentiment of, oh, the old days, things were better with Bill Cowher. Because no, Tomlin's teams won a lot. Again, won a Super Bowl, went to another, but that's ancient history at this point. 2010 is a long way away in the rearview mirror, 13 years ago. They won games, but playoff wins just aren't there. 
and and your ability to be there for your teammate, picking somebody up. So that is very bothersome. Um, I think there's got to be consequences to that. Um, and so I, I will see what happens with it. And he's going to be held accountable because you have to have accountability. And you don't do anything and there's no consequence to the choice that he made. Now you're losing accountability. And I think that's a very, very important element to have in that building. I just wonder how much accountability there really is in the Steelers building. Like with Deontay Johnson, uh, celebrating down 14, fine. But with some of the other issues, speaking in the media, I mean, even TJ Watt said that the NFL is out and against him. Like what is going on in that locker room? It just seems so weird this year. That the Steeler way, whatever you want to define it as, rough, tough football. People think of the Steelers for so many years. It's defense, running the football. But now, the defense is banged up. Some of the defensive players are mad at the offense. Minka Fitzpatrick's getting into it with Deontay Johnson. We're talking about George Pickens being benched. A couple weeks ago, we were talking about the idea of Deontay Johnson being benched for a game. Should you sit down Deontay? Should you not introduce him in player introductions? Like, isn't this just too immature? Shouldn't we be past this? Should Tomlin really have this going on under his watch 17 years with the Steelers? Really? Like, is this what we should be talking about? Jerome Bettis also chimed in on Pickens. I will pull him to the side and say, come on, man, listen, we all in this together. If you want me to block that linebacker when it's a blitz so he can get the ball to you, I want you to do the same for me. So you want to you wanna express to them the importance of, you know, each and every play, right? And so, yeah, you, I, you can come down on him in the media, uh, but I promise you that's not going to turn his switch on. Okay, so is that why Tomlin is not going after – George Pickens in the media. And he said he's not going to share things with the media, and I get it. And some people will yell at Tomlin and say that he needs to take real accountability and punish George Pickens in the media. Come out and take a big stand. Now, if I was Tomlin, I'd probably say a little bit more than just saying, nah, I'm not going to share anything. I plead the fifth. You're not going to learn anything. Maybe give a little bit more clarity to send a little bit more of a message to George Pickens? I wouldn't just flat out rip the guy either. Tomlin shouldn't completely embarrass him in the media, but is that something that maybe would change George Pickens? Would embarrassing your wide receiver with the most talent on the team do a lot to be able to kickstart him? And that's something where at practices, like for basketball practice or football practice or baseball practice, and you're a coach and you call out a, and you call out a player. Maybe they're not performing. Maybe they're dogging it on a play like we're seeing from George Pickens. It depends on how people respond. What type of player are they? What type of person are they? How do they respond to criticism? And that's something that I don't think gets discussed enough. Because a lot of it has to be discussed on an individualized basis. Is George Pickens the type of person that can be yelled and screamed at and the message is received? 
Or does he need a sit-down conversation where he's looked at in the eye by Mike Tomlin and the message can get across that way in a sincere conversation where they outline everything and say, George, you're not blocking well enough. You're not giving enough effort. You're talking in the media saying things that maybe you really shouldn't and is putting a target on your back. Or is he someone that will respond to being yelled at? To being, I wouldn't say berated in the media, but being called out. Called out for a lack of effort. You need to play better. On an aside, I cover pit basketball. Jeff Cable did that to Zach Austin and Federico. Took him out of the starting lineup for pit basketball this year. It's been two games. Zach Austin, ever since being taken out of the starting lineup in a game against Canisius, he only played five and a half minutes has scored double figures off the bench in his next two performances. He responded. A guy that is a three and D type of player that has not really done much offensively and hasn't been able to hit the three ball. He's picked up his play. He responded. George Pickens, we haven't seen that yet. Does he need to be benched for a couple of possessions? For a quarter? Look, we're at the point in time for the Steelers where the playoffs are not going to happen. They're out of reach. Let's be realistic here. If they do want to make the playoffs, they have to win out. So you're kind of juggling benching George Pickens and sending a message. Plus, oh, he's one of our better receivers. We need him out there. Kenny Pickett's out. It's another problem. Mason Rudolph will guide the sleigh on Christmas Eve Eve. It's just a disaster. 412-928-9370. Your thoughts on a football Friday. I'm also going to get into the Pirates and a couple of moves that the Buckos have made and a couple of moves that the Buckos could make as the winter meetings have gone with the Pirates saying Henry Davis is going to catch. We wondered why. Andy Rodriguez's injury happens, plus the signing of Martin Perez and a couple other moves. Andrew McCutcheon is back that make me feel somewhat optimistic despite Johan Oviedo and Andy Rodriguez missing the season. That plus your Steeler takes the Wake Up Show, it's presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. Apply at 84lumber.com. Fan weather, it's brought to you by Sun Chevy. 23 Silverado 1500s are up to 7,500 in rebates. Sunchevy.com. Currently 35 degrees. High will get up to 47 today with a low of 34. Partly cloudy skies throughout the day. Austin Bechtold with you on the fam. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, the show goes on. One of the best songs. I think one of the best songs of this generation. It's just... A great tune. I don't know. One of my favorites. And the show goes on for the Pirates in the offseason. Yamamoto signing a $325 million deal. 12 years with the New York Yankees. Late last night while I was sleeping. Well, you might have been sleeping. Up early at 5.30 on this Friday. It's a football Friday as well. Austin Bechtold with you. Got a little bit of time for your calls. If you want them. Dial them in, 412-928-9370. The Pirates made a couple of moves. Andrew McCutcheon is back. One-year, $5 million deal. And McCutcheon kind of slipped. I don't know if he meant to say it. He's going to take it on a year-by-year basis, but said he obviously wants to retire as a Pirate. This is his last stop. But wants to play two more years. At least. At least two more years. That, for me, is very exciting and just overall awesome to see. So, overall, he brings stability and a backbone to the Pittsburgh Pirates. You know that. I know that. Everyone does all the above. And he said, it's time. This is the moment. This is the time for the Pirates to finally push over the edge and win again. Now, it's easier said than done. And even Charlie Hayes quote tweeted it and said, yeah. It's time. Start to make decent moves and get this thing moving. And Charlie Hayes has been somebody that's been pretty vocal about the Pirates. And obviously, with Key Bryan, everybody wants to see the Pirates thrive, succeed, all the above. So, who are some potential guys they could have? Shamanai has been floated around and that the Pirates will do a lot of different things possible. Do whatever possible to be able to get him locked up. Sign Shamanaya. Now, will it actually happen? We'll see. But I'm excited for what could happen with the Pirates. Even though, yes, Johan Oviedo is hurt out for the season. Andy Rodriguez with an elbow injury is out for the season. Those two injuries hurt. I don't think they're back-breaking injuries, but when Endy was hurt, 
man, it was frustrating. Because he's the he's the light at the end of the tunnel. He's really a positive guy. Great source of energy for that team. A young catcher to work with a young staff. And the Pirates, according to Jason Mackey, if they're they're gonna make another move, and it could be a trade. He said that the McCutcheon move could be basically overshadowed by what comes next in a trade. Now, I understand that this is the second, second home. This is the second, second home coming from McCutcheon. So last year, obviously, biggest news of the year. Everybody just floored with excitement over McCutcheon returning. Andrew McCutcheon is still Andrew McCutcheon. Bringing him back is always a big thing for this fan base. What could be something that further exceeds that? Well, it's enough for a fake Jason Mackey account to be created that even a lot of people at this station got fooled by. Which said that the Pirates are in on Dylan Cease, the right-hander with two years of control left with the Chicago White Sox. Dylan Cease to be a fantastic addition to the Pirates. Now, he's a Scott Boris client, and that doesn't bode well for your potential options to sign him long-term, whether it be an extension while he's still under club control or in free agency. Would not bode well for that. But if there is a move that the Pirates make, and it is to go out and trade for somebody, it has to be for a big name for Jason to come out and say it. He knows something's brewing. But for Jason to also come out and say that it'll surpass the discussions and talk and excitement surrounding McCutcheon, uh, that makes me wonder. That truly does make me think that that will be something that will be something that steals headlines. Now, who will it be? It's a great question to ask. We don't know at this point. Jason doesn't really have any idea who it could be. I'm excited to see where this offseason goes, though. Because when Andy Rodriguez got hurt, it was like, the wheels are falling off. But they have, once again, when we thought we were out, pulled us back in. They signed Martin Perez, Andrew McCutcheon's back, and if they do make this move, and they got to still do more. They have to add another outfielder. What they've done is not good enough yet at the position player spots. They need another outfielder. Adam Frazier's kind of been thrown around. I don't know if it's a real rumor that he could potentially return. If you bring back Adam Frazier and you sign an outfielder that can start and right, as well as make a trade, trade away from some of your depth, whether it be Leover Peguero, Nick Gonzalez, Juwan Bay, and you go get somebody in the starting rotation that you could pair with Paul Skeens and Mitch Keller as a solid two, like a Dylan Cease, maybe even a Corbin Burns from Milwaukee who you can go out and sign and extend and keep around, then I like your chances even more so to be able to compete. Austin Beck told us the Fan Early Morning Show. Merry Christmas to all. A happy holidays. Appreciate everybody that tweets at me at Austin R. Beck told and that calls into the program you guys are the reason that we are here. You're the reason that the show goes the way it does. And we really appreciate all your support, everyone, for listening. As Crowley looks at me from across the glass and uh, he'll be on the microphone in a couple of minutes. It's the fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 